Hola, and welcome to La Receta, a podcast that highlights the hidden stories of Latinx talent across different industries, used to create awareness and inspire the next generation. I'm your host, Miguel Lopez Ixta. Hey everyone, and welcome back to season two of La Receta. For our first episode, we had the amazing opportunity to chat with David Hernandez. He is a leader in the music marketing scene and a trailblazer in the Latin urban scene as well. He is also the creator of El Meneo from Rapetón. Tune in to hear about his journey and how he got to where he is. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of La Receta. Today I'm with David Hernandez. He's a Latin urban music strategist, a podcast host, and a music business content creator. Um, I'm super, super excited to have you on the podcast today, dude. Um, I've been seeing a lot of the cool stuff that that you've been bringing on the on Instagram and all the cool conversations you've you've had in Clubhouse. So really excited to have you here. Um, yeah, if you just want to give a brief introduction about yourself, maybe where you're from, and you know a little bit about what you do. <clears throat> awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, first of all, thank you so much for inviting me here in the podcast. Uh, mi nombre es David Hernández. Eh, yo pues trabajo en el género urbano, específicamente llevo trabajando en la industria musical, en la industria del entretenimiento más bien alrededor de seis años ya. Y básicamente un poquito de cómo yo empecé es que yo empecé cuando terminé la universidad, empecé a trabajar, empecé a trabajar en corporate marketing. Cool. Trabajé con Mars, luego trabajé con Microsoft. Wow. Eh, y luego de hacer eso, pues realmente me di cuenta que no, no, no me sentía del todo como que, re, como que en, ese, en ese reto, como que en ese, uh -huh. en, ese, en ese vibe por el hecho de que corporate marketing es un poquito más estructurado, hay muchos más procesos, hay muchas más reglas yeah. para seguir en el proceso de, de marketing. Y eso uh -huh. pues obviamente tú lo sabes, tú trabajas yeah. en, en Wedding Kennedy y obviamente hay unos procesos que seguir. Entonces, eh, me graduó de la universidad, me voy en un, en un viaje a Perú uh -huh. y cuando regreso eh, dije, voy a cambiar de, 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 de rumbo. Entonces eh, en Puerto Rico había una compañía, existe una compañía todavía que se llama Gustazos uh -huh. y esa compañía eh, básicamente es eh, la the Caribbean version of Groupon. Mm. You know Groupon in the States, yeah, yeah. right? Uh -huh. so, so the difference between Groupon and Gustazos uh, They actually started at the same time in Puerto Rico, but Gustazo since was handled and presented and marketed as a local brand in difference to Groupon, which 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 was already a global brand, yeah, a global not, a, brand. not a not a local brand, right? So mm -hmm. um, Gustazos they 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 had that advantage in Puerto Rico, so um, they literally started doing a bunch of offers and promotions in regards of restaurants, hotels, concerts, um, events, all type of stuff, right? So I started working with them and I started there uh, as an account executive, right? So I started like handling different accounts, starting small. Um, it was a lot of pitching, a lot of selling. Nice. Um, I visited a couple of agencies. So when I was there, I started developing this uh, this passion for for creating ideas because they were a startup, like they were literally about a 50 people company. Um, so they were really fast. And I was like, man, I really, I really like this, this vibe, this whole mm. uh, culture. I really liked that. I'm into it. 
So I noticed a, a, an opportunity right in the industry, in the entertainment segment. So I started like doing offers and promotions with uh, producers in Puerto Rico. Oh, nice. That's awesome. So, so uh, fast forward two to three years working in Gustazos, I started working with La Musica, which mm -hmm. was uh, uh, La Musica app, right? So yep. they're, they're the conglomerate of SBS Entertainment and they have in Puerto Rico, Miami, I think in Chicago, LA, they have... Um, Alex Sensation, they have Molusco, they have La Burbu, they have all those big names, right? So mm -hmm. um, I started working with them while I was still in Gustazos, and I said to myself, okay, they're creating this app, right? This, this uh -huh. Latin app that is presenting and creating content, but pretty much they were putting the radio shows on this app, and I was like, okay, um, let me, sorry about that, it's my phone. Oh, you're getting um, nervous. <laughs> Let me, uh, let, I, I noticed that they were uh, creating content, right? Mm -hmm. And they were putting the radio shows on the app. And I was like, okay, can you imagine that you being in the app and then someone literally buying a ticket in the app? And, and we started playing around with the idea. Yeah. And they were also starting to produce event because they do Miami Bash, mm -hmm. they, they do Cali Bash, they do a... <laughs> Nacional de la Salsa in Puerto Rico. They do all of that. And I was like, man, let's, let's just sell tickets there. So with them, I created the, I created with them, obviously, um, the first ticketing platform uh, in, in, the, in, the, in a Latin content app. Uh, so we started wow. doing that. Um, and it was, it was, it was super crazy, man. I, 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 that was a, a really good experience. Obviously they have, they have become mm -hmm. a, a super big app. Yeah. And after that, Um, I met with El Guru from Rapetón. Mm -hmm. And that was uh, 2016, like I was saying before the interview. Yeah. Um, to you, uh, we met. And I was like, man, um, uh, ticketing, it's changing. And there are a lot of producers that are selling tickets yeah. through uh, digitally, right? And, mm -hmm. and people are just scanning their phones and, and, they, and they get in. And it's way easier. But the, the, the process in Puerto Rico was not... Uh, no había cambiado todavía o sea en Puerto Rico todavía ese proceso no había cambiado la gente compraba el ticket y literalmente lo buscaba en un lugar y físico y la gente entregaba el ticket y se lo cortaban y entraban al evento entonces todo estaba cambiando digital y yo le dije al guru vamos a hacer un partnership en donde tú tengas un link ese link la gente va a tener un código especial la gente llega al final de el checkout, usa el código de rapetón y por cada boleto que vendamos eh, uh -huh. hace una, una, una negociación, ¿sabes? Yeah. Se hace una... y, y eso no se llegó a dar, pero en ese momento él estaba en Puerto Rico y él me dice, mira, yo este fin de semana yo voy a estar con Wisin y Andel. Okay. Porque era ese fin de semana, esto fue diciembre eh, 2016. Uh -huh. Y él me dice, este fin de semana yo voy a estar con Wisin y Andel. Y yo le digo... Mano, ¿y qué tú vas a estar haciendo ahí? Él me dice, voy a entrevistarlo. Y yo le digo, eso tiene que venderse una marca. Y él me dice, ¿pero a quién? Y yo le digo, dude, esto tiene que ser una marca grande. Y él me dice, estoy hablando con Claro. Y yo le digo, olvídate de Claro, vamos a hablar con AT&T. Wow. Y, y él me dice, wow, esa es dura. AT&T es dura. Y yo le digo, pues mira, esto vamos a presentarle. Él me dice, perfecto. Eh, vamos a tener una llamada con ellos. Estuvimos en la llamada. Le hablamos de la plataforma de Rapetón. Todo uh -huh. lo que estaba haciendo, lo que iba a hacer. Porque el tema estaba en que cuando tú entrabas a... Cuando, cuando estaban todos los medios de Puerto Rico uh -huh. tratando de cubrir este evento, este primer evento de Wisin yeah. porque era un gigante. Ya, yeah, claro. Entonces, 
Rapetón iba a ser el único que iba a poder caminar con ellos antes de treparse al show. Y yo le dije a él, yo, y, y cuando él me dijo eso, yo le dije, no le digas eso a nadie, a nadie. No. Pues recuerda, esto es una cuestión entre ellos dos. O sea, es uh -huh. Wisin y Andel hablaron con Rapetón, con Guru, y Guru iba a caminar con ellos, pero nadie sabía eso. No había un rundown, yeah. no había nada que hablara de eso. Simplemente eso se iba a dar. Entonces, yeah. lo presentamos a la marca, se dio. Y luego de que hacemos ese partnership, fue, fue todo un éxito. Eh, eh, la marca en Puerto Rico empezó a auspiciar otros eventos wow. urbanos y de música. Y luego de eso, eh, comenzó a trabajar en una agencia de publicidad en Puerto Rico muy buena, muy reconocida, que se llama Buena Vibra Group. Okay. Y específicamente en Buena Vibra Group es una, es una agencia que, que ha hecho diferentes proyectos en República Dominicana, en Colombia, en Puerto Rico. Y ahí trabajé con ellos eh, casi dos años. Ahí trabajé con clientes como Sony Music, eh, Rimas Entertainment, eh, la oficina de Sony Music en Centroamérica, la oficina mm. de Sony US Latin, trabajamos diferentes proyectos, hicimos el lanzamiento de Mike Towers, hicimos nice. de Easy Money Baby, tuve la oportunidad de producir un evento en Altos de Chabón, mm. en Casa de Campo, Dario Speedwagon wow. y Asia. Eh, entonces, pero a la misma vez, también la agencia trabaja en marcas, eh, trabaja yeah. IT&T, eh, trabaja eh, Tito's Vodka, eh, trabaja diferentes marcas de consumo y, y también pues tuve esa experiencia trabajando con ellos. Wow. Y era, era un merch bueno eh, porque pues tienes las dos cosas, tienes entretenimiento, pero también uh -huh. tienes la marca de consumo. Yeah. Entonces es un buen partnership. Y pues así fue como he desarrollado, como quien dice, mi, mi experiencia. Uh -huh. eh, con el tema de, de, de la pandemia, pues luego de eso... Eh, Termino en Buena Vibra y empiezo a hacer un, un show que se llama El Meneo, que ahí es yep. donde, donde nos conocemos. Yep. Y El Meneo es un show, eh, y va de güey, si me estoy tardando mucho... No, está bien, no, tú síguele, está bien. Ok, ok, ok. Eh, entonces eh, hice este show, El Meneo. El Meneo nace porque de ahí estoy hablando con el gurú. Uh -huh. Y le digo, mano, yo estaba de vacaciones, estaba en Washington, me acuerdo, y estaba caminando, estaba solo, literalmente caminando, porque mi novia llegaba eh, unos días después. Entonces yeah. yo había llegado antes, mi novia por trabajo llegaba unos días después, eh, y yo estoy caminando, estoy pensando, y digo, contra, no hay alguien que entreviste o hable con las personas que están detrás de los artistas, yeah. que realmente son la, 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 los masterminds uh -huh. de esto. Uh -huh. Porque... Eh, Oye, el, no es quitándole mérito o crédito al artista para nada. Al contrario, el artista es quien está ahí al frente. Pero hay un equipo completo que crea esto. Hay un yeah. manejador, hay unos productores, hay unos equipos de trabajo, hay unas disqueras. Y yo decía, contra, yo creo que, que, que sería bueno entrevistar a estas personas y como hablar del negocio de la música, cómo funciona uh -huh. ese behind the scenes. Y llamé al rapetón, a Guru, le dije la idea y él me dice, ya, si ya está dura. Y, y por qué nombre le pondría y yo le dije vamos a ponerle el meneo <risa> uh. dude o sea I'm not kidding I'm not overselling this I swear this is how it happened wow. literally this was how it so uh, how it happened and and um, I was I was in Washington that was on a Thursday I believe Thursday Friday okay. I was going to I was going to New York on on uh, on Friday. I was going to New York on Friday. Uh -huh. And that same Friday, that was the week 
that Bad Bunny lunch, yo hago lo que me da la gana. So I remember wow. that because that same uh, that same uh, weekend, Bad Bunny lunch, yo hago lo que uh -huh. me da la gana. Wow. So uh, I, I, I get to New York. Um, I talked to El Guru before going to New York. I, I jumped this part. Before going to New York, we were, we were uh, talking, El Guru and I, and, and I said, man, I'm going to be in New York this week. I think that we can do something. And he was like, that quick? I mean, do you think that it will be worth it? And I'm like, man, I know some people are genius. I think that wow. genius media, right? Yeah, so genius. I know a couple of people at Genius. We can have, uh, we can talk with them and talk about how uh, Latin artists are starting there, are starting to be present in the, in yep. the Genius. In the, I, I forgot the couple of concepts that they have, but they have a couple of uh, original concepts, mm -hmm. content concepts that they do that they were featuring Latin artists. So I was, I was like, I can talk to someone that worked there, that that works brand partnership. Yeah. Uh, and he was like, okay handle that part and I'll get you the videographer and the studio. And I'm like, wow. man, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's go. And that same Saturday after the conversation on Thursday, we did the first episode of El Meneo with Brianna Mendes from yeah, Genius. I remember that one. And, and man, um, that, that's how, that's how it started. And then after that, I've, I've obviously, I've learned a great deal of things uh, in, in the music industry because mm -hmm. I, I've seen that, um Latin artists uh they 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 are in need of of certain uh strategies yeah. services and and um obviously my my content is focused on that is focused on uh as an extension of El Meneo obviously I have the show which is El Meneo but I wanted to also create content on my own that educates artists educates managers educates mm -hmm um label managers and and independent artists because yeah. the knowledge is out there but if you don't know where to get the knowledge what knowledge wow. to get and how that. to structure uh that knowledge you'll be all over the place yeah right i'm not saying sure. that artists are all over the place what i'm saying is that if you're interested in that knowledge either you're an artist an independent artist a manager or labor ma or, or a label manager mm -hmm. on someone that wants to work in in uh, in in the music industry you need to have you, you can find this knowledge but you need yeah. to have it in a way that you understand how everything works and 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 i didn't have that knowledge it's not like i have it it's just that i i have it now right but yeah. I, i i didn't have it before so that's that's why you <clears> see <throat> the type of content that you see on my instagram page yeah. and obviously in el manao Yeah, and that's it's 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 crazy that they that you know that you're talking about that because um over the past couple of years you've you've been able to see how a lot of the Latin artists have been crossing over to you know like to the overall market, right? And as they cross over, there's also like a lot of things that continue to change, right? A lot of like new, like for example, like Instagram's introducing these new things, Spotify's introducing new programs, right? right? right and it's right. always like an evolving kind of thing and there really isn't a place, you know, where you're able to find like, Hey, like all this stuff is here. Like, you know, this is what this means. This is what it does. This is changing. Right. Like this. So, right. you know, I, and I've seen like a bunch of your posts, um, dude, um, some of your posts about like, um, I think there was one where you're talking about Spotify doing something with the producers, I believe. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Um, and you know, like all that kind of stuff, like it's, it's really interesting to read because the more right. you think about it is, you know, like it does affect a lot of the, the Latin artists, you know, that are 
crossing over now um so right. it's really really cool to, to see um all that stuff you've been doing dude right and 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 the thing is that for example that specific post i remember um i was seeing the the all the different uh, updates that spotify was doing as a company um and they were doing a bunch of things not only that but i was like okay right now um producers are artists too mm -hmm. And, um, yeah. and artists are just as happy. Um, I, I, I cannot talk in, in regard in, <laughs> in, in representation of the artists, but <laughs> yo creo, creo, que, creo que los artistas cuando trabajan con ciertos productores mm. les da también eh, un, un poder detrás de, del tema. Como, ah. Por ejemplo, cuando tú trabajas con un productor como Tiny, como yeah. Mafio, como Cromo y otros muchos productores que, que es una, la lista mm -hmm. es larga. Cuando tú trabajas con ese tipo de productores, eh, la gente está esperando yeah. un hit. O sea, la yeah. gente está esperando un, un palo. Y, 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 el, y la idea detrás de ese contenido es que Spotify crea esta plataforma, pero es para que yo lo que quería lograr con eso era que los productores y los labels independientes vieran ese contenido y pensaran, wow, qué campaña puedo hacer diferente. Mm. Porque hoy día, lamentablemente, uh, it's, en algunas ocasiones, no siempre, pero en algunas ocasiones, el negocio va tan rápido que a veces es como un modelo de copy-paste, como yeah. que okay, lo mismo que hago aquí, lo hago, es plug and play, esto va, esto va, esto va, esto va, mm. pero no, no está la estrategia, o sea, yeah. no, muchas veces no, o no hay tiempo, o simplemente el equipo pues se mueve tan rápido que no hay esa, esa pausa de definir, ok, ¿qué estamos haciendo? ¿Cómo nosotros podemos hacer algo para break the noise? Uh -huh. Y, y ese, ese es básicamente como que la, la, la misión del contenido, por decirlo así. Wow, yeah, yeah, that, that totally makes sense. Um, y like, before we keep moving on, you know, like, about what you do, and you know, like, um, How is it that you go about what you're doing? Um, mm -hmm. Did you always want to get into music? Or was it something, you know, <laughs> like growing up that, you know, that you eventually like landed in it? Or how did, claro. how did all that end up? Pues, honestamente, honestamente, yo siempre he sido, esto va a sonar súper clichoso, pero siempre he sido súper fan de la música. Mm -hmm. eh, mi papá es un salsero, es salsero, pero... Eh, la música salsa para él es, es, lo, es lo, yo te diría que es lo único que escucha. Él, él escucha también música eh, latina, pero realmente la salsa es lo más que él escucha. Eso en mi casa, él, él, es, él siempre tiene, eh, recuerdo que siempre tenía música los fines de semana, mientras mm. hacía diferentes cosas y tenía la salsa Rubén Blades, Gran <risa> Combo, eh, Maelo Rivera, Tito Nieves, eh, wow. La Fania, Roberto yeah. Rovena. Entonces, ¿qué es lo que pasa? Siempre he sentido esa, esa pasión por la música. No sé cómo explicarlo, pero pienso, eh, pienso que hay cosas en la vida que tú simplemente te encantan. O sea, como que es que, es que, es que simplemente como que es algo que a ti te, te fascina. Por darte un ejemplo, mm. yo veo tu, tu oficina y veo que hay un cos. Probablemente los cos a ti te encantan. <risa> yeah, me encantan. Yeah. Y no, y no puedes decir como que, ah, pues mira, me pasó esto y por eso me gusta. No, es que, es que simplemente te gustan, te, yeah. te, te gusta. Pues yo es exactamente lo mismo. Eh, me, me encantaba siempre la música. Yo escuchaba antes rock. Yo era full, full, full okay. rock. 
Khan, escuchaba Hoobastank, System of a Down, Kitty, yep. Megadeth, uh. Slipknot, Linkin Park, eh, Sun 41, Blink-182. Eso era como que lo que yo, lo que yo escuchaba. Y un día un vecino, eh, me, estábamos, me acuerdo, en una fiesta de Navidad, y el vecino eh, me, me enseña, eh, me pone el disco de A la Reconquista. De oh, wow. Entonces, yep. El primer disco. Yep escuché de reggaetón como que, no que escuché, sino como que me, me, me yo dije, wow, qué brutal, me encanta esa música. Y, y luego de eso, pues, eh, como a los 15, 16 años, como que yo quería ser artista y grabé okay. como tres canciones, pero eso no duró mucho. <risa> <risa> Mi familia como que... Eh, yo soy, o sea, realmente tengo mucha influencia de mi familia, como que mi familia son bien estrictos, son, son como que bien demanding y han sido mm -hmm. siempre conmigo y como yeah. que eso era algo que no, que no, no iba esto, entonces pues eh, realmente fast forward durante las compañías que trabajé, yeah. nunca, nunca tuve, o sea, trabajaba en proyectos que si sí eran de entertainment Uh -huh. Por darte un ejemplo, cuando estaba en Mars, trabajé en una campaña del Puma, de You're Not You When You're Hungry, y yeah. el Puma estaba, pero realmente no, yo no, mi función no era mucho dentro de ese proceso, porque realmente eso era una cuestión que ya venía de global, yeah. y eso es una cuestión que lo maneja la agencia, uh -huh. eh, pero cuando estaba en Gustazo, realmente la, la compañía es bien abierta, es una compañía que promociona las nuevas ideas, la innovación, y yo vi esa oportunidad, y por ahí seguí esto, y mano, pues así, realmente así fue que empezó todo. Wow, that's so, so cool. Um, sí. y, y platícame un poquito sobre um, cuando estabas trabajando en la agencia, la primera agencia, don, cuando hablaste de que, que pudiste trabajar con entertainment, con el entretenimiento, Ajá. pero también con las brands. Um, en, en ese tiempo cuando empezaste a trabajar con las brands, uh, estas son brands americanas, ¿correcto? Sí. Con las que trabajaste y ellos querían este, infiltrar a, you know, like, go into like Puerto Rico, de Puerto Rico. No, market, no, no. Esta, esta, lo que pasa es que cuando, en Puerto Rico, por uh -huh. ejemplo, por esto un ejemplo, eh, estaban las marcas AT&T, estaba Heineken, estaba Tito's Vodka, estaba eh, eh, Wyndham, estaba Casa Bacardi en Puerto Rico, estaba Baskin Robbins. Eh, Church eh, Habían varias marcas Que uh -huh. eran que eran grandes Obviamente eh, se trabajaba en un grupo de personas ¿no? Yeah. Eh, las marcas las trabajaba Un grupo de personas Pero estas marcas Tienen su oficina regional En Puerto Rico okay. so Desde Puerto Rico mm -hmm. se manejaba Los mercados de Puerto Rico Y por ejemplo Caribe okay. y Ese tipo de cosas so, Si sí eran marcas globales Pero realmente se trabajaba la estrategia y se trabajaba la marca a nivel local, a nivel eh, yeah. local en Puerto Rico y en, y en Las Vírgenes y en Caribe, el mercado a nivel local. Ah, oh, ok, ok. That makes sense. Sí. Yeah, ok, ahora uh -huh. te comprendo. Ok, cool. Um, y luego sigue pasando el tiempo después de que, um, you know, you start building, you know, this, uh -huh. this uh, you know, like getting closer to the music and whatnot. Um, claro. Y este, la pregunta que tengo ahora es, like, fast forward to, like, what you're doing now. Um, So you're trying to build this platform of, you know, like El Meneo, right? Because it, mm -hmm. it is more than just like, a, you know, like a, like a podcast. Um, right, and right. like, what do you, you know, like, where do you see like, you know, El Meneo evolving and, you know, like, what, is there like any advice you would give to, you know, like an upcoming kid or someone, you know, interested in 
like building, mm-hmm. you know, a platform that, you know, it's informational and, you know, like gives people right. like access to information. Right. Um, well, the, the way that I see El Meneo is it's something, I think that the way you see projects sometimes, mm-hmm. or I think that most of the time are not going to play out the way you see them. Mm. It's just part of a process. Like for yeah. example, the way I saw El Meneo, it was just a YouTube series, right? But now it has, it's, it has evolved uh, into something much bigger because it's more of an education platform, right? Yeah. You, you have a people that are consuming the content on Instagram. You have the people that are consuming the content on, on podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the podcast, uh, the, I tried to do the episodes on the podcast to have more meat in regard of the information yeah. that is shared in the podcast. It's mm-hmm. more broad. Um, and in, on YouTube, you see the, the actual interviews, right? So mm-hmm. the way I see, sorry, the way I see yeah. it is that I think that as uh, years passes, we are going to see uh, much more uh, acceptance, much more más uh, interés, uh, más set de información de cómo funciona la industria. Yeah. Porque realmente, realmente muchos de los, la, la, la industria hoy día tuvo un periodo en donde la industria, todo el mundo quería que se filmara, todo el mundo yeah. quería filmar con un label. Después eso se convirtió en que la industria por poco muere, desaparece por la transición a lo digital. Uh-huh. Y ahora estamos en una posición donde hay tanto y tanto contenido que no es necesario o garantizado que tú filmes con un label pero si lo vas a hacer de manera independiente, tienes que saber cómo hacerlo. Yeah. Tienes que entender cómo hacerlo. O sea, vas a tener un manager, vas a tener un abogado, vas a tener un contable, vas a escoger un distribuidor independiente. Uh-huh. ¿Cuánto el distribuidor te va a cobrar? ¿Qué distribuidor es el mejor? ¿Cómo el, ¿Cuáles son las relaciones que tiene el distribuidor para que tu música esté en las plataformas, yeah. los DSPs? Eh, ¿Qué DSPs son los que más relevantes son para ti? En cuanto a los mercados, eh, lo estás haciendo todo tú, o tienes que aprender a producir tu música, cuáles yeah. son, o sea, ese andamiaje, tienes que saber cómo hacerlo, tienes que saber qué plataformas vas a usar para distribuir tu música, que quizás uh-huh. aún no tengas derechos de uso de las pistas, yeah. o sea, es, es, es algo de que la, la sed de la gente, la gente quiere saber, yeah. la gente quiere saber, lo que pasa es que aquí, aquí es donde yo creo que está la diferencia, es que yo te puedo decir que yo veo el meneo convirtiéndose en una, en una plataforma de educación, por darte un ejemplo. Esa puede ser mi visión. Pero realmente yo creo que la gente va a empezar, hoy día hay tanto contenido que yo creo que la gente, ya el contenido educativo se ha convertido casi hasta contenido de entretenimiento. Mm. O sea, porque ya, ya tantas yeah. personas, por darte un ejemplo, por darte un ejemplo, vamos a decir que yo soy un artista, que tú eres un artista y tú lanzaste un tema y el tema se llama Baila, Baila. Y uh. ese tema, <ríe> ese tema <ríe> es un paro. <ríe> Entonces, te entrevistan en diferentes medios, uh-huh. pero los medios realmente casi siempre tocan los mismos temas, los mismos puntos de lo mismo. O sea, cómo hiciste el tema, por qué yeah. hiciste, te inspiró, eh, cuál fue la estrategia, quién lo produjo, por qué ese tema, por qué ese ritmo. Entonces, se vuelve como que repetitivo, yeah. que es normal, ¿no? no Siempre ha sido así, no es una cuestión diferente. Lo que pasa es que hoy día, como está todo el mundo produciendo contenido, pues lo ves más uh-huh. veces y ves lo mismo más veces. Entonces, yo digo, 
el contenido que yo llevo es un contenido que no necesariamente tú encuentras en todos lados. Uh -huh. Porque lo que yo sé que yo puedo llevar, lo llevo, el contenido que yo sé que yo puedo hacer, lo hago porque yo he trabajado en la industria. Yeah. Y yo sé que la pregunta que yo puedo hacerle no es una pregunta simplemente por, por afición, sino más bien como una pregunta de que yo sé, por un ejemplo, yo sé cómo funciona esto y yo te hago una pregunta específica. Yeah. Y se vuelve algo un poco más más denso que no necesariamente encontrarías en un artículo, por el tono. Uh -huh. so, so básicamente eso. Y, y la segunda pregunta que, que es que yo le diría a, a alguien, a un, un kid up and coming que uh -huh. maybe wants to do something in regards of what I'm doing or, or just... Or maybe like or, someone that, that wants to be an artist too. Claro, claro. Yo, yo te diría, yo te diría que lo más importante es... Y, de, y otra vez, esto va a sonar súper clichoso. This is going to sound súper cliché. But I, I, I think that the most important thing is to do something that you feel comfortable and, and that you enjoy doing. Mm. Not something that you're passionate about, you're passionate about only, or do you love doing only. Mm -hmm. But do something that you feel passionate, mm -hmm. you enjoy doing. Um, you feel comfortable doing, you think that you're good at it, it's aligned with your, with your talents and skills, but also, but also have in mind that, that just doing that is not enough. Hmm. You have to, you have to, I believe, and, and from my perspective, yeah. and this is, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to come off as, as someone that is saying, oh, my perspective is the, is, is the only one. No, 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 no. But what I'm saying is, When you start doing it and you're enjoying it, try to be the best at it. Mm. Just read a lot. Um, always be humble. Always learn more. Um, see what other people, people are doing and try to incorporate what works for you. Not copy them, but, but use for you uh, from them what works for you. And, wow. and, and when you do that, I think that no matter, no matter, it doesn't matter if, if at the end of the day you do money mm -hmm. doing that, doing that, um, but you're going to feel so, so, so good. You're going to enjoy the process way more. And eventually it can become something that it's monetizable. Yeah. Eh, monetizable es lo que, que, que lo que quise decir o sea realmente no no lo hagas pensando de que ay yo hago esto porque yo quiero hacer dinero yeah. yo hago esto porque yo quiero ser artista yo creo mucha al principio Miguel yo pensaba que era como que cuando veía personas que por ejemplo por darte un ejemplo cuando uh -huh. veía que, que al, alguien que crea contenido hacía una idea que yo había pensado, yo me molestaba y me, uh -huh. me chocaba eso. Y yo decía como que, teatre, no me moví rápido, no lo hice, me quitaron esa idea, eh, ahora hay alguien más que está hablando de eso. No, ya yo aprendí, ya yo aprendí que cada persona tiene talentos diferentes. Yeah. Y que va a haber gente que te quiere consumir a ti y va a haber gente que quiere consumir a otra persona. Y eso no está wow. mal. Yeah. Y, lo más, y lo más importante es que, que 
que tú te mantengas consistente. Por eso uh -huh. digo que tienes que gustarte y tienes que sentirte cómodo y tienes que usar tu talento porque si no te sientes, si no lo haces consistentemente, uh -huh. cuando pase eso que te dije, que vea a alguien que quizás lo hace o quizás hizo algo diferente o algo similar a ti, va a decir, no, pues no lo voy a hacer. Y va yeah. a Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Wow. Yeah, I, um, de eso de lo que estabas hablando ahorita de, um, you know, not really focusing on, you know, like doing something mm -hmm. because you want to do money or because, you know, you see, be before you're even doing it, you're already thinking about the outcome of it, right? Uh -huh. um, mm -hmm. It brings me back. I, I was at a conference um, a couple of years ago mm -hmm. and I think the, um, I forgot who was presenting at the conference, um, but this guy was talking about um, not getting in the way of the universe. Um, mm -hmm. And he, he gave out an example where he said that, um, you know, a lot of the times he was doing things because, you know, um, he was comfortable with it and, you know, he liked doing it. He was passionate, you know, mm -hmm. he had the skills for it. And he mm -hmm. was always focused on, on doing the work, not thinking about, the outcome of it or not thinking I'm doing it because I want to make this amount of money. Right. And when, when he shifted that vision of from that specific, specific perspective to thinking about the outcome, he, right. he said, you know, like, well, now I'm getting in the way of the universe and, right. and the way, and what happened was he actually produced a lot of movies. Um, and he, he said that, you know, he started writing and, you know, like producing movies but he was thinking of the outcome of it, of, you know, the awards right. he was going to win, the Grammys or whatever, you know, the different awards he was going to win, the money he was going to be making, how much he's going right. to sell it to, you know, um, these big companies. And he lost sight of why he was doing it, you know, at the beginning. Right, right, and right, right. a lot of the stuff started, you know, like it wasn't doing well. And then he had to shift back to, you know, to having this vision of like, you know, initially doing things, you know, not because... It, of you know like of of the outcome of it mm -hmm. and not getting not getting uh, in the way in the universe so I've, I've i've really um that always stuck with me um of you know like letting the universe work however it's gonna work um just focusing um primarily you know like be like doing things because i enjoy them doing things because i like i'm doing things you know like because it's right. something that you know that i'm good at doing right Um, but it's, it's so crazy that you say that, dude, like I've, I've, I've been so close to what you're saying and it totally makes sense to, you know, like what you right. were saying now. And, and other thing is, I'm not saying, uh, I'm not saying that forget about monetizing your content. I'm not saying that. Yeah. What I'm saying is try to be the best at doing content mm. at creating content. If that, if that is what you want to do. If you're good enough and if you really, really, really work on your craft, eventually opportunities are going to, as part of what you're saying, yeah. the universe, the universe is going to present you <laughs> with opportunities. I'm not saying you're going to be a millionaire. I'm not <laughs> saying you're going to do hundreds of thousands of dollars. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that opportunities are going to be presented to you yeah. or the universe is going to put you in a path that you're going to be exposed to certain opportunities that wow. are going to feel good. Because remember, those opportunities are a result of what you are doing that you oh. enjoy. Yep. Bro, and, yeah. and I was thinking the other day, listen to this. I was thinking the other day, it's crazy that 
I don't know if this has happened to you, but but when you want something like really, 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 really bad and you're working towards that and you're working towards that, it feels first and, and maybe you're not accomplishing in the speed that you uh, envision, right? Mm -hmm. It feels frustrating, right? It feels like, oh man, I'm not doing it or yeah. I'm doing it wrong. Why do I need to change? Why I'm doing this? Let's forget about this, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then all of the sudden, the, the time that you forgot about that, or maybe you just continue to do what you're supposed to continue to do. Mm -hmm. And then you are not actually pursuing it. So intentionally, yeah. it happens. Yep. Man, what a way I to say it. Woo. Yep. That's What crazy, a way man. to say that's it, crazy. bro. No, that's I feel crazy. that, dude. Um, whoa, bro. That's thanks for sharing that, dude. Um, but yeah, I uh I think like um, you know, it's and it's like when I was mentioning earlier, like it's been crazy how a lot of Latin artists, you know, have been mm -hmm. like didn't there's like so much representation and so many right. different brands now, you know, like wanting to tap into like the artists and you right. know do right. this and right. that with them. Um obviously we have like examples like the J Balbin, right? Uh, McDonald's, um, Nike, and then we have like mm -hmm. Adidas, Bad Bunny. Mm -hmm. um, I think, you know, like you're, you're very familiar, you know, like with the market and you're really familiar with artists and, you know, mm -hmm. really tapped into the culture. Um, what, what do you think about like, you know, like brands tapping into, you know, artists and do you think it's good? Mm -hmm. It's good for culture? Do you, you know, are they doing it in an authentic, good way? Is there, you know, better ways they could do it? Just thoughts on that. Um, What, what a great question. What a great question, man. Um, I think that first off, I think that culture is not something that you profit from. Mm -hmm. It's something that, that happens on its own. Right. And it's created amongst people that are there, but, but that, They are not only there, they are there because they have gone through so much. Yeah. Um, you, you, that's why you see a, a bunch of urban artists that you are sharing this, their stories, right? They, mm -hmm. people are consuming their music, but they are doing homage to Evie Queen. They're doing homage to Teo Calderon. They're doing yeah. homage to uh, LED. They're doing homage to um, uh, 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 DJ Negro, DJ Playero. Um, they are doing a homage to a lot of people that, that, that came up before them and, and, mm -hmm. and, and went through a lot of stuff so they could have it a, 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 a way much, uh, easier, right. Yeah. A, a way much easier way. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, um, and the thing about that is that you have to brands. I think that brands need to respect culture before trying to uh, be part of the culture, right? Because <laughs> once you respect the culture, you can understand it. And after you understand that you can be, you can do something yeah. in, in an in authentic way mm -hmm. that, that it will benefit both a, the segment that is being impacted, right? Mm -hmm. Or the segment that is target and the brand, right? But, but, creo que, creo que esto es bien importante porque he tenido varias conversaciones donde se han habido proyectos o han habido campañas o han habido estrategias donde se pueden sentir que there's a cultural appropriation, right? This mm -hmm. is, 
This is something yeah. known, right? It's something known. But, but, cuando tú haces algo, cuando una marca hace algo que influye el segmento, influye mm -hmm. la cultura de la audiencia que está targeting, es diferente. Yeah. Por eso, si tú te fijas, son cada vez más los artistas que están sacando sus propias marcas. Yeah. Porque ellos entienden la cultura y ellos son la cultura. O so, si yeah. ellos son la cultura, la marca se hace pensando en la cultura. Uh -huh. Entonces, si la, si la marca se hace pensando en la cultura, ¿cómo tú piensas que va a ser su, su mercadeo? ¿Cómo tú piensas que van a ser su estrategia? ¿Cómo tú piensas que van a ser su contenido? Yeah. Va a ser para la cultura. O sea, uh -huh. este, este, este término de for, for the culture está un poquito cliché too, but cuando tú, cuando los artistas crean una marca, that brand is, um, it's created in the fires of culture, right? So, yeah. si yo soy una marca y yo, if I'm a brand and I want to do something in regards of music, in regards of a, of a, of a, of an audience and specific audience, in regards of a social movement, I need to understand first, first, those those intentions that I have. Mm -hmm. Why am I doing it? That word, that's, intention. What's, what's, what's my why? I'm a big fan of this and I learned this a couple of years ago. I'm a big fan in, in, in reverse engineering. I'm, I'm a big mm. fan in design thinking. I'm a big fan in, in, in seeing, looking people, understanding their behaviors, not getting a, a, a report, not getting data from, from a tool, seeing their behavior, yeah. talking to them and understanding what they do, what they do, how they do, what they're doing, what they want to accomplish, what are the causes mm -hmm. that are, are, are relevant to them, Uh, why are be why are they are being part of, of movements and and on, by understanding that I'll be able as a brand by understanding that I'll be able to do something powerful and 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 relevant man that that's yeah. that's my take on it wow bro that's that's so good bro um I really really appreciate you know the answer and reason why I was asking is you know like obviously like being in advertising I've you know like I've I've been able to see like, you know, different brands doing this and different brands doing that. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, I've had close experiences where, you know, like they, there's brands that come and, you know, like say like, Hey, we want to do this. We want to do that. And, mm -hmm. you know, it, it, for me, it, it did always come back to that, you know, like, well, you know, what's the intention? Are you like, do you right. have like a good intention or is your intention right. Right, right, right. primarily to, you know, like to make money? Cause we do understand that you, you're a business and obviously, You have to make mm -hmm. money, but is your intention primarily to, you know, to, you know, um, to make money? Um, and there's been a lot of times where, you know, I've had had to say no. But the reason why why I'm saying that is because um, there's still so much work that gets mm -hmm. put out into the world. That's not good. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. the reason, you know, behind that is because there isn't there isn't people of color or Latinos, specifically mm -hmm. talking mm -hmm. about Latinos, you know, in positions, right? right? to be able to say you know no let's let's not do that we don't have 100%. to do that you know and um you know i think there's you know there's like there's like people that need to like you know get tapped into and brands that need to talk to you know um 
to people like you know like yourself people that really understand this um mm -hmm. and you know like as things you know as, as things progress and demographic right. changes and stuff like that you know um I right. think that's the whole thing behind La Receta, right? To be able to like inspire upcoming talents, upcoming young Latino talents or Latino Latinx talents, um, you know, to to eventually one day be in these positions or, you know, aspire to do whatever they want to right. make sure, you know, that things that are getting done or things that are being made, you know, are made with the with a good intention, right? Um right. So, you know, I'm so happy that you were able to share that. And 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 I think and I think that my opinion is that I, um, I think that music is helping out the most because man, yep. it's not like, it's not like I have to pitch you now to be part of this. Now you're in an obligation to be part of this Yep. because you cannot, you cannot, um, you cannot ignore the impact. You cannot ignore yeah. the, the influence that Latin music is having right now. Yeah. Specifically, urban music. Yeah, right? urban music, 100%. So, so the urban music, it's like, I was talking with a friend the other day and we were discussing tropical genre. Mm. You see the top songs of most uh, streamed tropical artists. Mm -hmm. And I'll say that most of the time, and not always, I want to be responsible with this, not always, but most of the time, The biggest single that is being streamed from an artist is with an urban artist. It's featuring with an urban yep. artist. It's with Osuna. It's with Nati Natasha. Yeah. It's with, with with different with different artists, different artists, and 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 now that exact exact same thing happened to Latin pop. That same same thing is happening to Achata, which is part of a tropical genre, yeah. right? Now that same thing is happening to cumbia, which which is also part of tropical genre, right? Now you're seeing different um, genres that are pretty much the 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 popular uh, uh, side of the genre mm -hmm. is a is an is a featuring with an urban artist. Yep, a hundred percent, dude. So 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 for brands, it's not like they're in a position to say, oh. I don't know if that if that's the opportunity. It's more like, okay, I need to do something. You and that's need to. Why, right? And that's when authenticity gets shattered because yep. you're in a position that you're late already to be part yep. of something. Yep. Man, that's 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 pretty much wow, it. Wow, bro. Yeah, that's really well said, well said, bro. Um, really appreciate that. Um, yeah, bro. Well, um, yeah, I guess uh We uh well thank you so much you know for for this conversation and you know even just talking to to you like I've learned so much you know about different Absolutely. things and you know um I really really appreciate it um the last section of um of the podcast um we have the section La Receta where you know mm -hmm. you basically um um you know you give out your recipe or like the condiments that went to your you know like mm -hmm. to your dish I like that. um to get you to where you are now and just like any like additional um you know tips or you know like Any things you would say to an upcoming, you know, talent? Right, right, right. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome, man. Thank you. For, first of all, thank you so much, really. Thank you so much for the thoughtful information, for the thoughtful conversation, for the, the questions that you did. I think that they were right on point. And we address a couple of, of, of really important topics, I yeah. believe. 
um, in regards of my receta, right? La receta. Lo que la receta. Sí. La receta que yo recomiendo. <risa> y esto, realmente, realmente, eh, una de las cosas que para mí es más importante es que tú no puedes tener miedo. Mm. Tú no, no, no te puedes preocupar mucho. Y es difícil decirlo. Incluso yo lo digo y a veces me pasa. Uh -huh. Es difícil, es difícil que a ti no te preocupe nunca lo que la gente diga de ti. Porque hay uh -huh. veces que te preocupa un poco. Es normal, es parte del ser humano. But I think that the first thing will be, my, my first condiment, my first ingredient uh -huh. will be to be fearless. Don't, mm. don't, don't, don't doubt yourself. Don't be fearful of anything. Because if you fail at something and you're trying out, First, the process is going to be hard. Mm -hmm. When you're starting something, it's always going to be hard. You're always going to fail. It's, it's going to happen no matter what you do because you're learning something. And when you're learning, I, I've learned to be, to, uh, to appreciate the position to be in a, in, a, in, a, in a way that I don't know what I'm doing. Because mm. if I don't know what I'm doing, it means, it means that I'm learning something yeah. that is making me grow. That's 100%. the first thing, right? So, so if you're doing that, you cannot be fearful. You, 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 you kill the fear. Yeah. And, and also by, uh, by saying kill, kill the fear, what I mean also is being vo vulnerable. Mm. O sea, tienes que, tienes que atreverte a hacer algo sin miedo, sí. pero a la misma vez, eso es un sinónimo de, de, de ponerte vulnerable, de ser yeah. vulnerable, porque la gente va a ver, no la gente, pero, pero vas, a, va, vas a fracasar en algún momento dado, yeah. porque estás aprendiendo algo, estás haciendo algo nuevo. Uh -huh. so, eso sería lo primero, no tengas miedo. Lo ah. segundo que te diría es que eh, no tengas miedo a, a reach out a las personas y como que ponerte en posiciones donde you're more exposed to... to more opportunities, uh -huh. pero, pero también creo que es importante que no lo hagas en una manera que se vea que you just want things from people. Yeah. O sea, ¿cómo, ¿cómo puedo explicar esto? Si tú quieres aprender de algo, uh -huh. hazle preguntas a las personas que saben, busca yeah. la información, eh, pero tienes que hacer el trabajo de prepararte porque la persona que te está ayudando está invirtiendo su tiempo. Mm -hmm. So, sí. if, if they are doing that, you, you need to respect their time, right? Mm -hmm. And you need to be mindful that someone is investing their time, so you need to invest even more so those people can respect you. Because it's simple to say, oh, uh, ¿cómo tú haces esto? O ¿cómo tú haces esto? Pero... Remember, y esto me lo dijo un gran amigo. Knowledge is the knowledge you give out is making people walk less steps than they were supposed to walk. Wow. So, si, si la información que yo te estoy dando o yo te estoy ayudando. Si tú, si tú le estás pidiendo información a alguien, esa persona uh -huh. te está brindando información, esa persona te está ayudando a, a que tú hagas menos pasos, a que tú hagas menos, a que tú inviertas menos tiempo, a que tú aprendas más y sepas qué hacer, qué no hacer. Entonces, creo que es importante que hagas eso, pero a la misma vez, brindarle valor a, a las personas. Yo leí un libro una vez 
que era mejor eh, pedir algo a cambio, pero, pero give value. Por darte un ejemplo, yo nunca le pediría algo a alguien sin, sin analizar algo que esa persona está haciendo o algo que la persona quiere y decirle, oye, yo pienso, yo haría esto diferente o yo conozco a alguien, déjame presentártelo o yo estuve aquí y pensé en ti, mira, toma esto. Son detalles, pero son detalles que hacen que tú crees esa relación. Yo so, te diría que esa, ese, ese es el segundo. El de, el, de, el de don't be afraid to be in positions where you are more exposed to opportunity, but be mindful that you also need to provide value to the people that you're reaching out and you want and the people you want uh, you, you want them to help you, tú sabes. Entonces, lo, lo tercero es que eh, yo pienso que tú tienes que todo el tiempo aprender. Always, always be learning. Always, always. And don't be afraid to invest. For example, I remember that when I started uh, reading in Billboard the different uh, newsletters and the different uh, reports that they do in there and 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 the billboard billboard mm -hmm. charts uh they're not free obviously you need to pay them to yeah. see them completely right mm -hmm. and i don't mind paying the 140 whatever whatever it is i don't mind doing that because that's an investment that i'm doing on myself yeah not on someone else so i'm not afraid to invest on myself mm. if i go out and if i go out and if i go to a restaurant at least i'm going to spend Uh, the, 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 the most simple restaurant, you're going to spend at least 60 to $70. Yeah. Right. So if I don't go out every week and I take the $70 that I'm going to spend each week and I don't go out two out of four weeks in a mm -hmm. month, I'll get the $140 and for an entire year going to receive <laughs> yep. billboard information. That's an investment that I'm doing on myself 100%. and, and people I think that people are always trying to um, not it's not not spend money on 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 certain things and 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 try to um, uh, eh, tratar, tratar de economizar try economizar en ciertas áreas pero pero they they want to do on little things but then mm. when they go out they spend a hundred dollars in a dinner well if you're spending a hundred dollars in a dinner. <laughs> you might as well spend 150 on that course or on that uh, lunch that you're going to invite someone from the industry, right? Yeah. So, eh, 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 no tener miedo de, de, de invertir. O sea, siempre estar on the lookout for new information. Eh, okay. Invest, obviously, en, en esa información. Y te diría que... Wow. Te diría que, que parte de, 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 lo, de las cosas que yo he hecho, creo que se trata simplemente de hacerlas. Just, just keep doing. Just mm. keep doing stuff. O sea, just be consistent in doing things that, that you feel passionate about and you enjoy doing. Mm. Turning to my first point. Yeah. Because when, when you are doing something, You're, you're, you're exposed to more and you're in a position that more things are going to manifest. Mm -hmm. But if you change patterns and you change, y tú cambia el camino, and you go down a different road, it might be more difficult, right? So if you do something and you fail and you go to another path and then when you go to that path, it gets hard, you go to another path. Mm -hmm. So you're going to know 
un poquito de, yeah. de, de cada cosita que hiciste, pero realmente nunca fuiste consistente en algo. Yeah. So, realmente nunca, nunca estuviste, es como una planta. Uh -huh. Tú no le puedes echar eh, agua un mes y la planta se ve bonita, pero después de los dos meses, al segundo mes no le echaste porque yeah. man, es, que es muy difícil echarle <risa> agua todos los meses. Ah, pues está bien, pues no va a crecer la planta. Es como todo el tiempo, yo prefiero, que es lo que yo creo que, por eso digo que tienes que ser consistente, uh -huh. yo prefiero que todos los días uno saque una hora y se la dedique a algo que uno quiere. Yeah. Ya sea leer, ya sea reach out your network, ya sea work on yourself, eh, ya sea lo que sea, realmente lo que tú quieras desarrollar, pero, pero every day, bro, every day. And it doesn't matter your, 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 no importa tu esposo, tu esposa, your wife, tu, baby, your family, your whatever, your, 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 your pet, your, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, whatever happens, you need to uh, uh, put out at least one hour to something that you enjoy and something that you want to uh, mm -hmm. grow and, and become yeah. good at, tú sabes. Entonces yo te diría, yo te diría que, que, que esa sería la cuarta y la quinta para terminar, para no dar no la receta de un cookbook. <risa> <risa> y, la, y la quinta, te diría que, que don't be afraid to fail, mano. Don't mm. be afraid to fail. O sea, tú no sabes cuántas personas, cuántas personas como que me han escrito a mí y me preguntan, oh, how, how you did this and how you did that. Y, y a mí me vuela la cabeza porque es como que they see something that I don't even see. I don't even mm. register that. Como que, por darte un ejemplo, eh, recuerdo una persona que me escribió, no, es que, es que eh, you, do, you do a lot of stuff. And, and I was like, no, I don't. I do, <laughs> I do certain things a lot. Mm. And, 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 and by doing that thing a lot, I do, I learn different aspects of that yeah. same thing, right? And, mm -hmm. and, y, y, y para mí es una cuestión de, de don't be afraid to fail si no funciona algo, no importa just, yeah. just keep doing it, just keep doing it if, if, if you want to do it, just keep doing it don't be afraid to fail y suena, y, y oye, suena it sounds cliche mm -hmm. it really does because if you, if you go on YouTube you see a bunch of perdón okay. you see a bunch of, of, of YouTube videos that, that, that they, uh, they, they uh, uh, preach motivation and fail yep. and don't be afraid to fail and fail forward and it's like it's not like you fail a lot doing different things it's just that if you really enjoy something you will be uh willing to fail yeah. fail often and by failing you'll be able to learn but remember mm -hmm. if you fail you are in a position and you're a hundred percent in the responsibility of learning from that mistake. Yeah. If you don't learn from that mistake, it's your yep. choice. It's not, it's not life's choice. It's not the universe. It's your choice. It's your decision not to learn. So don't be afraid to fail. Fail a lot of times, but be, but learn from those experiences to know that while you are doing something, you know now what not to do and how to do it. Eso wow. sería, mano, yo creo que te diría eso lo más importante, en mi opinión. Wow. Ah, man, those are so good, bro. Um, muchísimas gracias, dude. Um, like I said, I learned so much and so humbled and um, thankful, you know, that, that you're able to, like, share your experience and 
and what you do um mm -hmm. in the podcast dude. so thank you so so much i really, really appreciate it awesome awesome man by the way thank you so much again like i said you were super super great as a host the questions were right on point um thank you for the opportunity again y estamos ready estamos siempre Ooh, meneo cualquier let cosa you let me know okay activo siempre bro un abrazo y gracias mil de verdad so thank you bro appreciate it